Hashem. We did it. The recording has started. All right. Well, now it is Hamisha Asr Bishvat. Of course, we're going to do the Chitas of Yudalid Shvat. But it's definitely already a very special Kayach. I hope you all had lovely fruit parties with your children and are planning great fruit parties if, you have, if you're a teacher with your students. It's always nice when Yiddishkeit gives things that are just like joyous. Like, you know, food is always <laughs> food. Milchit party, shvuas, you know, Purim parties, fruit parties. We're really connecting it to with the children, you know. We've got to be fruitful and let's do more mitzvahs and we've got to grow and, and eat some more good fruit and everyone's happy. So, the time of today began chapter 21. And in chapter 21, we are continuing the thought that we began developing in 20, and we will conclude in 22. What are we trying to do in these three chapters? We are trying to fundamentally explain Achtos Hashem, meaning creation in no way changed Hashem, because all of creation is Hashem. So last chapter we said, well, creation changed Hashem because creation is just words. And, hey, we're not even affected by our words, so how much more so Hashem is not limited by his words. And that's what creation is, a string of words. We continue this thought in this chapter by saying, wait a minute. If I think of creation as words, I know that when I speak, my speech leaves me. That's the dangers of speech. My speech leaves me and can have a completely independent existence. But by Hashem, we're saying this world is speech, but his speech doesn't leave him. Nothing. So if his speech doesn't leave him, because nothing leaves him, why am I calling what he's doing speech? What are we calling it speech for? So the Rebbe says the fundamental definition of speech is revelation to something else. In other words, if we contrast it with thought, thought and speech are both a process of revelation. The difference is, in thinking, you're revealing to yourself, and in speaking, you're revealing to someone else. Like, just to make to clarify this, let's say you were talking to yourself, as sometimes people do. When you're talking to yourself, are you talking, or are you thinking out loud? Well, based on this definition, you're thinking out loud. You're not talking. You are the target audience of your words. So you are thinking, revealing to yourself, out loud, because sometimes it clarifies and and makes it more distinct what you're trying to figure out and tell yourself. So if we say Hashem spoke creation to being, we don't mean speech that Hashem has a tongue, a larynx, palate, teeth, lips, that's not even by speech. And we don't mean the words left him and created an independent life. That's not what we mean by speech. So what do we mean by speech? We mean by speech that this was a process of revelation of self, of Abishter, outward bound to others. What's the others that are the recipient of the speech? Creation. All of creation are the others that are receiving the speech, that the speech is directed to. 
Now, if we think of it that way, of course, that raises many, many philosophical quandaries in like, what do you mean others? There are no others, and we just have everything the same, and it's all him, which is true. So it's others validated by their perception of self as others. Now, just to put this in perspective, when we're saying others here, we do not mean anything of klipa. We're going to speak about klipa in chapter 22. The, the range of chapter 21 is the perspective of creation of Kedusha. How does creation of Kedusha understand its relationship to Hashem? In chapter 22, we speak of the perspective of creations of Kripa and how they understand their relationship to Hashem. So by the time we finish Kripa's perspective, we'll have the whole gamut. But now we're in chapter 21. So we're talking about creations of Kedusha. And creations of Kedusha, we are saying, have a perspective of self as other. Because if they didn't have a perspective of self as other, we couldn't validate the term speech. Because speech means revelation to other. So even though Kedusha, and for that matter, Klippa, is all Hashem, there's nothing but Hashem, but even Kedusha already has a perspective of self as coming from Hashem, being a form of godly energy, but having now emerged and having an independence, having a separation, that's where we get the other concept. And this perception impacts reality because Torah's MS calls what Hashem is doing, speaking. Not thinking out loud, but speaking. Which really, speech is really the best forum for creation in if you want to think of it this way, if Hashem thought creation into existence, thought is really completely within self. So it would mean that creation really doesn't have an existence. It's just his thoughts. If creation was made by Hashem, if Hashem formed it with action, then it would be very separate because action implies something that becomes separate from you completely. So this concept of speech is a very perfect, delicate choice. Having enough reality of separation to truly exist, and at the same time, speech is from within self. Speech isn't something outside of self. So therefore implying and creating a creation that is still one with Hashem, and yet at the same time, truly exists, and that's speech. I sort of went over a lot of ideas that are rather deep, rather quickly. Any questions, please unmute yourself, star six. Okay. I, I, I take it that everything was really clear. Thank you so much, and good yantif, no tachanan. Enjoy fruits, and then enjoy some more fruits, and then enjoy sharing them with people around you.